0: In Christ alone will I glory, though I could pride myself in battles won. For I've been blessed beyond measure, and by His strength alone I overcome. Oh, I could stop and count successes like diamonds in my hand, but those trophies could not equal to the grace by which I stand. In Christ alone I place my trust and find my glory in the power Be said of me, my source of strength, my source of hope is Christ alone. In Christ alone will I glory, for only by His grace I am redeemed only his tender mercy could reach beyond my weakness to my need now I seek no greater honor than just to know him more and to count my gains but losses to the glory of my life In Christ alone, I place my trust and find my glory in the power of the cross. In every victory, let it be said of me, my source of strength, my source of hope is Christ I place my trust and find my glory in the power of the cross, in every victory, let it be said of me, my source of strength, my source of hope is Christ. In Christ alone.
1: Amen. Amen is I know there's uh, a lot of saints in here today that will second that from Randy what a blessing we have in Christ and him alone let's uh let's pray Heavenly Father we just thank you that You are our rock, you are our foundation, and without you we could do nothing and be nothing, and we thank you, Lord, that we realize that. And if there's any here today that don't have their their feet on that rock, Lord, that today they will see that that rock is the only rock. And on Christ alone, they can put their trust. And that you can give them a new life. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Let's go to uh, Daniel, please. Daniel chapter 3. This is, I hope, a, a blessing and encouragement to us as the family of God, it's been a a blessing to me and encouragement to me and you know I thought about it and it's been on my heart for a while how hard it is and people in the world even understand how difficult life is. Life is hard and there's many quotes that have been made about life and how hard it is and you know parents you know, there's people who are parents in here, they'll tell us how hard life is, how hard it is to raise a family. And we'll have even newlyweds that maybe even had the had the is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O King. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O King, that we are not going to serve. Your gods are worship the golden image that you have set up. Bold men. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath, and his facial expression was altered. I don't know what that means, but he probably had a snarl or something. (laughs) And he answered by giving orders to heat the furnace seven times more than it usually is heated. And he commanded certain vile... Uh, valiant warriors who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the furnace of blazing fire. Then these men were tied up in their trousers, their coats, their caps, and all their clothes and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace had been made extremely hot, the flame of the fire slew those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace, of blazing fire still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste, and he responded and said to those high officials, was it not three men we cast into the midst of the fire? They answered, oh, and said to the king, certainly, O king, He answered and said, Look, I see four men, loosed, walking about in the midst of the fire without harm, and the appearance of the fourth is like the Son of God, or the Son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace, a blazing fire. He responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire and the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regard to these men that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men, nor was there any hair on their heads singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or tongue that speaks anything offensive against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses reduced to rubble, rubbish heap. Inasmuch as there is no other God who was able to deliver in this way, then the king caused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to prosper in the province of Babylon. Long passage, long, but I had to read it because it is so incredible to read the story. And we have to read the story and understand what happened. It is a long story as far as the scripture is concerned, as far as verses, but it is unbelievable, the story of these three men. These three men who took a stand, who drew a line in the ground and said, we will not cross over that line. We will not bow down. And listen, it says certain Jews in verse 12. That means not all the Jews. That means certain Jews. A few good men, a few good women said, No, I will not deny my God. I will not fall down and worship idols. And look at the story of these men. You go back into chapter one and you understand that these men came from a place that was really difficult. They were slaves, they were captured, they were taken from their home, and they were placed in a land and told that you were going to serve a new king. They were Jews. They had their God. They loved their God. They worshiped their God. They fell down at their God, the only true God, and they worshiped him. They loved him. They adored him. And then they were taken. And they were taken to a new land. And they were said, this is where you live now. This is what you do now. This is the program now. It's changed. You can't worship the way you used to worship. You can't do the things you used to do. You can't live the way you used to live. It's done. And these men stood up at that time. Because if you go to verse 8 of chapter 1, when they were told to eat the king's food and drink his wine, it says, but Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself. With the king's choice food. Choice food from who? The king. He had his choice food. And Daniel made a decision. I will not eat this food or drink this wine that has been defiled. I will not eat the food of this land and do the things of this land. I have made a decision. And it says the three of them were with him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They made a decision back then not to deny their God. And I'm going to say something that's real important about this because we have to understand something about making a decision, making a decision to stand firm for our Christ, being faithful. Why were they so faithful? I want you to think about the question. Why? I think you see it right here. And Ada was real happy, probably because. It says in verse 11, but Daniel said to the overseer and the commander of the officials appointed pointed over Daniel, he said, please test your servants 10 days and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. The choice meat of that land, they said, no, we don't want that. We want vegetables and water, broccoli and water and In duress, he said, okay, you can have it. Ten days. And at the end of ten days, it says their appearance seemed better than the twelve, better, and they were fatter than all the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. What did they eat? They ate vegetables. There's more than that. They put Christ first. They separated themselves. And I think that that is one of the things that, as Christians, we need to really get in our heads and really understand that these men made a decision to give their lives to Christ and to stand firm for Christ. But it didn't just happen. They cultivated their taste. They chose to be separated. They chose to eat the word of God. They chose to eat the fellowship of the the believers. They chose to spend time with Christ. They chose to live on their knees. They chose to eat what? Not the choice food of this world. And we need to really get that because I think what happens is you listen to what they said. They actually mentioned that they asked them, when you hear this music, bow down. What music? Their music. They had a tune. They had a melody. Are we paying attention to the melodies we're listening to? Are we separated, honestly? Are we? Are we separated? Are we listening to God and following his word and his truth? Are we doing the things that God has called us to do? Are we allowing our kids to be separated? Are we separating our kids? What life do we really want? What do we listen to? What do we watch? There's something about that, that these men understood. These men understood that in order for us to walk the walk that we're called to walk, we need to live the life that we're called to live. We're needing to separate ourselves from sin. We're needing to separate ourselves from this life, this world. And that's how they withstood this the seductions of the king and his image. And if we read Daniel 3.10, we see that it says, Every man who hears the sound of the horn is to fall down in worship. But whoever does not fall down in worship is going to what? Is going to die. They said, I'm not going to worry about dying. They said, I'm not going to be worried or concerned about that. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, do not be bound together with unbelievers for what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness and what fellowship has light with darkness. We need to really get it that God says in his word clearly that we need to not partner with unrighteousness. If we're looking to really walk the walk that God has called us to walk, and have the faith of these Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to have that kind of faith, then we need to pay the price to have that faith. We need to deny ourselves. We need to choose to be separate. Separate ourselves from all unworthiness and unrighteousness. What about how are we doing in that area? What about our children in that area? are children separated or do we let them blend in with the world and think something miraculous is going to happen when they become of age don't we understand that light and darkness don't fit don't we get it that Shadrach Meshach and Abednego made a, a decision choice food of the world no give me the vegetables give me the water give me the word of God give me the fellowship of the Christians and believers Give me time with my Lord. Do not let me get my kids hooked on the world and what it offers. Now, we like American Idol, some of us, but that's America's idol. It's not our idol. And we can get into that, and that's fine, as long as it's put in the right perspective. But we need to be clear that there's one thing happening here. That God has called us to live lives of separation. If we truly want to be blessed, if we truly want to have God's anointed power in our lives, we need to live a life that's separated from the world. Now, we talked about hard work. The Christian walk is hard. Isn't it hard to separate ourselves? Isn't it hard? It's actually hard work to say to our kids, no, you can't watch that. And to keep telling them that, because they keep coming to us and saying, no, I want to watch that. No, you can't play that game. No, I I want to play that game, Mom. And they beat us over the head, over and over and over, and they hit us. And we say, okay, I'll give in. Go ahead, play the game. Look at the show. Do the thing. Have that friend. No problem. Go down the street and and, and have fellowship with, with darkness. And we think something miraculous is going to happen, and they're going to turn out right. The Bible says clearly... Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. He says separate from them. Then I will give you a life of power and victory. Separate from them and then you will have a life that I will be able to use you. Now these men clearly made a decision. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did something that was very unbelievable and uncharacteristic of most of us except those who truly are walking that serious walk with Christ. They said in verse 16, Do not, you don't need to give a, we don't need to give you an answer concerning this. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to live, deliver us from the furnace of the blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. They believed that God would deliver them. They knew that he was going to deliver them. They knew that he was going to come through. They weren't worried. And you know, they could have...